0: Welcome to Startup Nation Voices, a podcast of Startup Nation Mentorship and the World Jewish Congress. Startup Nation Mentorship pairs extraordinary college student leaders with top Israeli industry and government mentors. The venture is currently operating on 20 campuses in six continents and enables students to develop meaningful, lasting relationships with Israelis who are in the center of the dynamic global economy and hub of innovation. In Voices, we bring on top Israeli and international leaders to share a deeper look into their industry and personal background, exploring the importance of mentorship and partnership with Israel. I'm Ben Spilk, the CEO of Startup Nation Mentorship. And
1: I'm Adam Shapiro, the founder and chairman of Startup Nation Mentorship. It is such a privilege to welcome Rafael Suari on Startup Nation Voices. Rafael is the president of WalkMe, one of the leading Israeli unicorns that is making huge waves and helps companies work more effectively, both internally and across all their customer facing activities. Rafael, thank you so much for joining us today. We're very excited to have you on. Uh,
2: thank you, Adam. Thank you, Ben. Definitely a very exciting goal for your organization. And uh, I love being part of it. It's really important. Uh, it can help Israel and help entrepreneurs globally, which is something I, both things uh, I'm passionate about.
1: Uh, well, th- thank you so much. And speaking about entrepreneurs, one of the things we want to ask you first is just to talk about uh, really the, the story of WalkMe. Me and the the launch of the company?
2: So WalkMe started uh, with, uh, actually not my idea, my idea of one of our co-founders. His mom was uh, trying to transact online and uh, she she found it difficult. She will call him, he will walk her through, uh, help her. And then a week later, she will call again with the same question. Uh, This is when he thought of the original idea and said there must be a better way to help people transact online. And this is how the walkthrough was born. Uh, A walkthrough is a series of step-by-step balloons, very similar to a navigation system in a car. So you will get one set of instructions. Once you do them correctly, uh, you would get to the next step. It will also change based on your input. So if you will input one thing, it will give you a different guidance than inputting and other things. So this is where we started. Uh, and very soon after that, we moved into, from, from this original walkthrough, we started moving into the what we do today, which is a digital adoption platform. And digital adoption platform is really about looking about all the technology stack, understanding what are the gaps between the technology and what the c- technology can do, and um, then helping the users And the companies that uh, use us maximizing uh, what the technology can do for them.
0: Got it. Amazing. Thank you. And so, where do you see WalkMe in five to ten years as we look into the future?
2: So it's very from our perspective, it's uh, it's very clear. We see WalkMe and, and the digital adoption platform that we have as a core capability that each organization has. Very similar to the fact today that every company has operations team and there is a learning and development team and there is a finance team. There would be a team responsible for adoption of technology. That team is the team that will understand how can we make the company better using technology? What can a CRM do better for us? What can an HRM do better for us. And then they would have the insights of understanding where are the gaps and we'll be able to use WalkMe's digital adoption um, to drive this action and uh, generate this adoption. So every company would have it. We will be a public company. Uh, We're 860 employees today. We would probably be around 8,000 by then. A very uh, strong network of professional services from the largest GSIs will help us with the implementations.
1: Wow, incredible growth trajectory. So many of the world's leading technology companies, think of Facebook, Amazon, Apple, Google, have done exceptionally well, at least in the stock market during this pandemic. So what has been the situation for WalkMe during this tense time period?
2: So the situation for WalkMe is actually, uh, our, our business has boomed. Um, you hear me say it with, uh, without a big smile on my face. And the reason is that I, there is a real concern here. Uh, I'm really concerned for the well-being uh, of the society globally. Uh, this, uh, I think uh, if, if, if we don't find better ways to deal, it will create even a bigger gaps between the haves and if nots. So the people that are working in technology such as us are probably gonna really continue flourishing, etc. But when you think about other aspects of the industry, the mom and pop type shops, uh, tourism, uh, and, and, and and the likes, how is this going to affect them? Not everybody can become a developer. Not everybody can become a digital marketer. Not everybody can become an e-commerce. So those are the things that are making me worried. So the things um, that we, first of all, we at WalkMe coming into the COVID, we were relatively prepared. The reason is because we were a global company, We started seeing the pandemic much ahead of what we've noticed this in in Israel or in the West, uh, because we had to cancel our Japanese event very early on. So when it came, we were really prepared. We had a plan. We completely changed uh, the verticals we focus on and were able to really come out of it much, much, much stronger than what we came in with.
0: Got it. Thank you. And now, shifting gears a bit, when choosing potential VC or other equity investors, what type of partner do you look for as an entrepreneur?
2: So the types of partners that we look for and the ones that were most successful for us are ones that don't want to run your business and are there with the advice and all the capabilities that when you want to reach out to them, you can reach out to them. These are the, these are the best investors. The, the investors that want to tell you how to run your company, how to manage your company, what is more important than that, are I, I think are the wrong investors. And uh, I think it's all about uh, opt-in advice. Um, one of the quotes that uh, I love. Uh, I heard from our, uh, one of our investors was asking, I think this is really important and priority one. Where do you see it in your priorities? And respecting what our priorities are is, is, is tremendous. So, And then when you need help, you know that you can access them, etc. Another thing that you wanna see in an investor and this is, this is really now about reference checks, etc. is do they have really the best interest of the company in mind or their firm in mind? You don't want to be in a situation. There are situations in a company when things don't work well, where there is a conflict of interest between what the company needs and what the investors need. Think about, for example, if the company has to get a tranche of money in a situation like, some investors will take advantage of that. You want an investor that doesn't. And those are and, and we were very lucky um, early on in the company to having investors that really shared our vision and really allowed us um, the flexibility and the time uh, to uh, execute on our vision.
1: Got it. No, that definitely makes sense. And, uh, you know, given that your software is used in almost every region of the world, sure, there's been a lot of different partners that you've leveraged for expertise. But what is it like working across countries that do not recognize Israel or have diplomatic relations with the country, both personally and also uh, corporately for the company?
2: Yeah, well, let's start. We, we don't think ourselves as an Israeli company. We're, we're a global company. as I mentioned, we have 860 employees. Only 380 are from Israel. So we're more uh, international than Israeli. Um, At the end of the day, we're all people. We all care about the same things. And I think that when you work in technology, one of the benefits is that you're working with like-minded people that have very similar goals and aspiration as all of us. And what they care about is building businesses and using the best technology doing that. And I think I've never felt uh, that our background, the location of our company and where it comes from was um, uh, a factor in in, in deciding whether to use our technology or not. And I think that if you try to uh, avoid Israeli technology for for reasons such as that, you're gonna find it very difficult. Um, uh, because uh, like uh, we uh, Israel is a, a, on the map of uh, all the big tech giants and all the big tech giants have big R&D facilities here. And a lot of the code of many of the things that everybody in the Western world is using or globally is using has some code tech capability innovation coming out of Israel. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. And as we now, if you, you can give it up on, on on technical things, don't give it up on medicine and right. <laughs> medical
0: devices. <laughs> right, right. But, but, yeah. And so as oh. we kind of link things back in to Startup Nation Mentorship as an organization, what advice would you give to college students, many of our audience on this podcast, who who aspire to be successful entrepreneurs?
2: So first of all, the most important thing is ask yourself is an entrepreneurship for you. Entrepreneurship, you know, you, you know it's like you see all the glory. It's, you see all the you know, the big headlines and and everything like this. But entrepreneurship is not a regular job. It never shuts down. You work every day from morning till dawn. At the end of the day, you're responsible for everything. And uh, it's a very, very big burden. If you don't enjoy it, don't go into the journey. The journey is going to be very, very hard. And the chances are against you. Okay. Raising money is not a successful entrepreneur. You know, raising money is just a very, very small yet important milestone in building your vision. So have conviction. Understand why you do it. Make sure you understand it. Make sure that you you know why you do it. Don't do it because you're going to make a lot of money. That's that's the wrong um That's the wrong motivation. And statistically, you're probably better off getting a great uh, uh, job in one of the leading tech companies as a a salaried employee that gets some RSUs. You'll probably, statistically, will make more money. Um, So this is tip number one. Tip number two is listen. Just listen. Listen to your customers they'll tell you what they need. Don't focus on on yourself and what you do, focus on their needs, what they need, okay? Somebody, um, think about it this way. Um, if you could, if I asked you, Ben, uh, what do you prefer? Strawberries or worms, which one would you pick? Probably strawberries, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so now, Ben, I'm going to ask you, uh, what do you want, strawberries or worms? We're going fishing and you need bait. Worms. Right? Exactly. Okay. Entrepreneurship is about the market. What is the market needs? Not your needs. Don't say, oh, I think this is really cool. I'm gonna do it. Don't ask your friends about your idea and whether it's a good idea or not a good idea. Ask your potential customers if it's a good idea or not a good idea. And the best way to ask them is trying to sell them, okay? I I can give you like a a quick example of what I mean. Um, When I was uh, a bit younger, I was uh, I had an idea of opening an Asian, uh, fast Asian place in a new neighborhood that opened up. And, you know, I was thinking, well, like Asian at that time was not as popular. It was Thai food. It wasn't as popular uh, in Tel Aviv as it was at the time. And it was a new neighborhood, family neighborhood. And I didn't know if people are gonna uh, find it popular. So what I did, instead of like opening a shop and investing a lot of money is I I put a brochure up uh, of order out, take out um, Thai food. And I put it in all the houses and I saw how many calls I saw. And, you know, I ended up not opening a place. So I guess it was a good experiment. Uh, So focus on, 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 when, when you have your first idea, your big grand idea, focus on trying to say why it's not going to work. Don't fall in love with it. Try to say why not, why not, why wouldn't work, why wouldn't, okay? Don't try to say, oh, this is a great idea, and cool, and cool, and cool, and cool, and cool. That's the easy part. No, don't do that. Make sure customers care about it. Customers are willing to pay money for it, etc. I think Jeff Bezos once said that one of the cool things online is that you put something up. If it's successful, it's e-commerce. And if it fails, it's uh, a focus group, online focus group. So, yeah. Cool. I think that's enough tips for one day.
1: Rafael, that, that was amazing. Um, you know, I think any aspiring entrepreneur can take a lot away from that answer. So really want to thank you for joining us. This has been a real honor getting to speak with you and have you share your unique wisdom and experience with our audience of people with a passion for global engagement. We hope to make it back to your beautiful country as soon as possible and wish you all the best and a shanah
2: Thank you, Adam. Thank you, Ben. And and the honor is mine. I think what you're doing is wonderful. And I love to see this entrepreneurship and how you putting it all together. Uh, And I will wish Happy New Year to everyone, whether you're Jewish or not Jewish. All the world is right now undergoing a massive um, catastrophe. It's a health catastrophe, but More importantly, a society and an economic society. And I hope that globally, all of us globally will be able to overcome it together. So good luck to you and uh, uh, let's hope and, and keep safe.